Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Hoops with Coop. I'm your host, Noel, and today there's no guest, so let's just get into something in the news. Kyrie Irving has been traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Dallas Mavericks, and that got me to thinking about the trade deadline, which is coming up this Thursday. So to start off with the Kyrie Irving trade, if you didn't know, Kyrie Irving got traded from Brooklyn as soon, pretty much as soon as he requested a trade from Brooklyn to the Dallas Mavericks for a first round pick, a few second round picks, Dorian Finney-Smith and uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. So now people are talking about, was that a good haul? Does that, what does that do for Dallas? Uh, would he sign a contract extension there? What does that do for Brooklyn? What does that do with Kevin Durant? So there are a lot of moving parts here. So first let's start with the other trade partners that could have been working with Brooklyn. You had the Lakers, obviously, who have been wanting Kyrie since the offseason. They've been wanting to offload Russell Westbrook's uh, $47 million contract, uh, which expires after this year, but they are really trying to push forward with a run to the playoffs with LeBron and AD. So they were offering, uh, allegedly, they were offering Westbrook and the two first-round picks, but that was all. Apparently, Brooklyn wanted either Austin Reeves or Max Christie along with the deal and those two first round picks to be unprotected. The Lakers, uh, I believe, wanted one of those picks to be protected. So nothing could have worked out, but stay tuned because there are more. there's more information about that. Then you go over to the Clippers. Clippers apparently offered them Luke Kennard, Robert Covington, a, a bunch of later on in the, like later on in the decade, first round picks because they owe a lot of them to OKC already. So that was like a point of contention should they take the uh, Clippers um, trade package. But come to find out, uh, the Clippers really weren't that interested. They would love to have Kyrie, but they knew it was all not going to happen. Apparently, it was a smokescreen. So the Clippers really weren't in the race. The Heat wanted him. They didn't really have anything other than the Kyle Lowry contract. The Nets really weren't going to take that. But the Phoenix Suns trade package was very interesting. Chris Paul, Chris Paul and Jay Crowder would have would a first round pick for Kyrie and uh, I believe it, it was still Markeith Morris. That was a very interesting trade. However, the Nets obviously declined that trade and went with a little bit of a younger package of Dinwiddie and Finney Smith. But going back to the Lakers, Joe Sy apparently did not want to even work with the Lakers at all, because that's where Kyrie ended up wanting to go. So Joe High, being a petty king, I guess, decided, hey, I am not going to trade Kyrie to where he wants to go. So pretty much any idea of the Lakers and the Nets working out a deal, zero to none, because he did not want Kyrie to be happy in the end. So he ships him off to Dallas to team up with Luka, who really needs help. Um, they are, they're either 0 and 7, 0 and 8, they're either 0 and 7 or 0 and 8 without Luka this year. And they have one of the worst just statistics from top to bottom without Luka. They just, they need help. They, Luka needs a second guy. Every good team has a second guy, whether or not they're an all-star or not, they still have a second guy or even a third guy. Think about the West. Jokic has Jamal Murray. Ja has Desmond Bain. Granted, both of those two are not all-stars, but they could score. They could put up numbers. 
Then you have people that can play defense like Aaron Gordon and Jaron Jackson. You go to the Pelicans, Ingram, CJ McCollum, Zion, Clippers, Kawhi, Paul George. It's just that's just how it is, and you at least need a second guy to help you there. Luca doesn't have that. Luca had Din, Spencer Dinwiddie, Tim Hardaway if he had a good night, Christian Wood if he has a good night. He needs someone else, and Kyrie is the perfect fit. Now the off the court stuff, very well documented with, with Kyrie. Um, just we're just gonna leave it at that. Very well documented with the off the court stuff, but on the court, still an elite level talent. He's an all star for a reason. His numbers are amazing. That's why it was such a crazy thing that he decided out of the blue, hey, I want out of Brooklyn because Brooklyn, with a fully healthy team, were really good. They won 18 out of 21 games with Durant and Kyrie and everyone healthy. Sure, it sucks that Durant's out, but you guys are still the fourth seed. So it came out a weird time. Apparently, he wanted a four-year extension, full max, whereas the Nets were only willing to give him two years. Uh, they, I, I know in the off season they were going to give him two years, but it was like set with like parameters, but this time they were ready to give him two years with the full max, but Kyrie didn't want it. He wanted more of security and now he's in Dallas, but he has not signed a contract extension yet, which is kind of interesting because now there's talks of a three-year max contract extension. So it kind of just seems as though. He was done with Brooklyn, and Brooklyn said, you know what, we can't take this anymore, we're done. So, now he's in Dallas, he could be a free agent after the year, which would be kind of crazy if he does leave, because Dallas, I'm not saying Dallas gave up a whole lot for him, but this is their chance to get a star to match with their other superstar. For years, they wanted to find another star with Dirk, and they never could get the job done. Whether it was Darren Williams, whether it was, you know, in their mind, DeAndre Jordan, and that whole situation... They thought they had one in Chandler Parsons, and that didn't work out. And they always want to go after a star, and it just never seems to work out. And now this is their best opportunity because they traded for one and didn't give up a whole lot. So you kind of have what you've always wanted. And to lose that and say, we have cap space, cap space really doesn't mean anything in this day of age of, of the NBA. Superstars know where they want to go. And when they hit free agency, it does not matter if that team has cap space or not. They say, hey, I want to go there. Let's make it happen. Chris Paul, I want to go to Houston. Okay, we're going to sign and trade you and get a whole bunch of stuff back because Houston doesn't have the cap space for you. Jimmy Butler going to Miami. Miami doesn't have the cap space. Quick little sign and trade so Jimmy Butler could get to Miami. It's just That's just how it works. So, yes, you could have the theoretical cap space. But that cap space isn't going to mean anything if no one wants to play for you. So with Kyrie Irving, they need to lock him down at least for the next three years and have him on the timeline with Luca. <clears throat> excuse me, with Luca and his five-year supermax extension. You gotta have someone next to him in order to advance into the playoffs. I know they went to the Western Conference Finals last year, but Luca is a generational talent. You need to put the te- the proper team around him to make a run at an actual championship. Because who knows what is going to happen three, four, five years from now in this current NBA. So that's pretty much it. Now we could kind of transition over to the Lakers and their desperate need of trying to move this Russell Westbrook contract. So the biggest issue with this Lakers season so far is 
the two first round picks of two, 2027 and 2029. Now, do they get rid of them? So on one hand, you say, yes, you have LeBron. He signed a contract extension. You have AD. LeBron's 38. You don't have time. Trade those picks. But when you think about the history of teams that LeBron leaves, it gets kind of scary. With Cleveland, they don't have draft picks, and they end up with Colin Sexton in a couple years of purgatory. Not even purgatory. Just straight in the basement with no hope. Uh, Miami, they were in purgatory, though, definitely after he left when they had Chris Bosh. But then Chris Bosh got the blood blood clots, and then it just they didn't know where to go until – they were able to strike gold with Bam and then sign Jimmy Butler. So the Lakers definitely want to keep those picks. But LeBron is putting the pressure on them, especially with the new interview, and he's putting the pressure on them. Kyrie could have been an option, but I just don't think Brooklyn wanted to do business with them unless Austin Reeves or Max Christie was the holdup. And if they were the holdup, then Rob Polinka should be fired because Austin Reeves is a nice shooter. Max Christie's getting DNPs. Like, I don't I don't know how you do business like that. But anyway, then there are rumors now that they might go after Mike Conley, Jared Vanderbilt, and Malik Beasley by offering Russell Westbrook and the two first round picks. So when I think about it, if they could if they were able to strike that down to one of those first round picks, I would really like that trade. The two first round picks, it still seems it, I don't I don't know if I should say it seems too much because to get throw those three pieces back would be a really nice haul for the Lakers because the Lakers' biggest issue is they're lacking depth. Jared Vanderbilt is a really good defender who could grab some rebounds and leave Anthony Davis from banging a lot in the paint um, and having to rely on too much of Thomas Bryan at times. Malik Beasley is a pretty good scorer off the bench. He doesn't play a lot of defense, but just to have that score off the bench – that's kind of similar to Lonnie Walker in terms of scoring output, not necessarily how they score, but the amount of points that they're getting. And then you have Mike Conley, who is a really good veteran point guard, really nice in the pick and roll still, really nice with his floater. His shooting has dipped, and his defense is a little bit suspect because of how old he is and how short he is. But to get Mike, to get those three on a team with the Lakers, they could definitely make the playoffs as they're right now currently the 13th seed. So they're on the outside looking in, and I think the biggest issue is that Rob Polinka and Jeannie Buss know that this team has no chance. And they don't want to outwardly say it, and they don't even want to say it to LeBron. And I think that's the issue is that they're scared to tell LeBron because LeBron has that hope of they're going to give me help. But in, but in reality, they're not going to give them that help because they know the writing's on the wall. And they want those draft picks, especially if they could work out. Who knows if they work out something in the offseason? You know, Russell Westbrook's contract comes off the books. They'll have a lot of cap room to to grab somebody. And I know I said cap room is not that important, but for a team like the Lakers, it is important because they are the Lakers. Several players want to come, especially the aforementioned Kyrie Irving. So that's pretty much like all about the Lakers right now and their quest of trying to help LeBron and AD. I feel as though they believe the writing's on the wall uh, for this season. So I don't think they make any of the moves that we are like kind of waiting for and that are rumored about. I don't think they they do anything. Not a lot of people want Westbrook. I know the Chicago Bulls, there was a report that came out and said the Bulls have zero interest in Westbrook because I know that was a rumor of uh, 
oh, maybe the Lakers should go and grab Zach Levine or DeMar DeRozan because, you know, L.A. and just, you know, they're from L.A. and that whole nonsense. Bulls said, listen, we're not interested. I don't think the Nets were interested. I don't think any team really is interested except for maybe, like, if they were to work out a deal with, like, a Spurs or Rockets and they buy him out afterwards. Who knows? But that's it with the Lakers. Now, going on to some other rumors, you have the Toronto Raptors who are ready to offload anybody at any given time, it feels as though, whether it's Gary Trent, Fred Van Vliet, Fred Van Fleet, uh, OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, anybody. Anybody is available with the Toronto Raptors. But who is going to get moved? I just OG Ananobi has been rumored to be moved since the beginning of the season. And his his price tag is a little too steep. Three first-round picks. I understand the market is in flux because of the Rudy Gobert trade and the DeJounte Murray trade. I understand that. But OG Ananobi should not be going for three first-round picks. The man has never made an all-NBA team, an all-defensive uh, all team. He has never sniffed an all-star game. Their one great playoff run to the championship, he was hurt with uh, – I forgot what it was. It wasn't a hernia. I forgot what it was, but he didn't play a lick in that great playoff run with Kawhi where they won the championship. OG and Anubi should not be going for three first-round picks. One first-round pick should do enough, at least in my eyes. Um, one, one first-round pick in like a piece or two. He's a really good player, very good defensively, but he is not the superstar that his price tag – says he is in regards of a trade. So will OG Ananobi be moved? No one knows because of the price tag, even though a lot of teams are in on him. Grizzlies, Pelicans, Pacers, Lakers, uh, Suns, all of these teams are in on OG Ananobi. But will he get moved? Nobody knows because the Raptors are asking for a lot. Then you had Fred Van Fleet, who is looking like might go to either Phoenix or the Clippers. Um, I know he's been going through a lot this year, struggle-wise. Like he's this season has not been good. The Clippers are in desperate need of another point guard as Reggie Jackson is not working and John Wall. That era has not worked in uh, L.A. It's just done. Uh, sad to see John Wall go out like this, but it's looking like it might be an end. And as a former Wizards fan, as you can see in the background, I love used to love John Wall. So it's 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 sad to see him go down like this, but that's just not working. In Phoenix, they want someone that could either replace Chris Paul now or at least Chris Paul in the future. That's a big thing for them is that they understand Chris Paul is getting older. And fun fact about Chris Paul's contract, it is only, I believe, partially guaranteed the next two years. I, I Either 15 or 20 million of it is only guaranteed the next two years so they could get rid of him one of those years. Um then going on to like Gary Trent, there's rumors he might get traded. No one knows to who, but rumors. Pascal, there was a report today that Masai Ujiri, the GM of the Toronto Raptors, actually visited the uh, practice and called in Pascal to his uh, office. Don't know if that's true, but it's been reported everywhere. So who knows if what's, you know, unless he's, you know, saying, hey, do you want to get traded here? Or, hey, should we trade such and such? Who knows what's going on in Toronto? There is a bunch going on there. Then you go over to Utah Jazz. We talked about the three people that might be traded to the Lakers. Obviously, we all know that Utah has no intentions of winning this year, even though they are pretty good this year, especially with, like, Laurie Markin and making it to the All-Star game. Walker Kessler has been 
really good. Uh, Welker Kessler has had a better season than Rudy Gobert this year, which is pretty funny. But the Jazz, they're going to try to offload some people. Spurs are going to try to offload some people. Uh, they actually acquired Dwayne Dedmond today from the Miami Heat, looking like they're going to buy him out as soon as possible. Miami Heat uh, offloading some contract uh, to be below the luxury, ta- luxury tax and potentially moving Kyle Lowry for a maybe a three-for-one for, you know, a good trade could be going to the Clippers for Reggie Jackson uh, or John Wall, one or the other, Luke Kennard and Robert Covington. That is like a big rumor going around, especially with the Clippers not wanting to play Luke Kennard, even though Luke Kennard's all right, you know, good shooter, but Ty Lue has no use for Luke Kennard. He, they are pretty much on the outs with him. They want him gone. Uh, there was a rumor started by Stephen A. Smith, so take that with a grain of salt. That the rant and jail for Jalen Brown was thought was a you know gonna happen apparently or whatever. I don't know. Stephen A. Smith just said, "Hey, we need ratings today. Let's talk about Durant getting traded for Jalen Brown." That's not happening. Um, the Jay Crowder saga of you know what? Let's, let, I don't even call it the Jay Crowder saga. Let's call it the Jay Crowder All Stars of players demanding trades that you look at and go, why, where, who? Uh, Jay Crowder definitely started the trend this year of demanding his uh, demanding trade and not wanting to play despite being Jay Crowder, who is a solid role player who struggled in the playoffs mightily and on an expiring contract. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and now we're at Furkan Korkmaz of the Sixers demanding a trade uh don't understand that because he's where he belongs on the bench yeah i'm sorry to say but he belongs on the bench watching a good team play um he could go to like the rockets or the, the spurs or you know one of those teams and get like 10 minutes i guess i he'd go to detroit i, I feel like detroit would be a good fit for him i feel like because they have like Alec Burks and Alec Burks is a little bit older than what they are trying to go for. So Philly, just go send Furkan to uh, Detroit for a bag of chips. Um, then there are just an, several teams looking for something that could probably push them over the hump. The Pelicans, they have been struggling. They want to get back to where they were in the beginning of the season. The Grizzlies are looking for a potential upgrade from Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks has kind of been the weak link, even though he is solid defensively, but his shooting can be very sporadic, so they kind of want to upgrade from that. Uh, Other teams are looking for upgrades. Milwaukee looking for another bench piece uh, because just, you know, they've been trying to move Grayson Allen all year. They don't see him as, you know, they kind of have Pat Connaughton, who are, they're very redundant, so they want to move Grayson Allen and get someone, you know, probably a better ball handler to help with Drew Holiday, even though they do like Javon Carter. Or they want to want to go with another wing player that could defend some of the top players like a Tatum and Brown in the playoffs. So a lot of trades are going to happen. Hopefully, hopefully, you know the trade deadline comes and goes every year. We have big years, we have small years. This year it started off pretty good with the Kyrie Irving trade. Now, do I think that it's going to get better from there? No, I I do think it's going to. Regrets. I don't see a Zach Levine or DeMar DeRozan or Kevin Durant getting traded. Um, that's just not something I see happening before Thursday or on Thursday. So I just see this kind of being the highlight of the Kyrie, uh, Kyrie Irving being the 
highlight trade of the trade deadline. So hopefully your team, whoever team you root for out there, makes a move that you enjoy, that you like, that you see a future with. But stay tuned because it is going to be a crazy Thursday with trades, rumors, who's going to be moved, who's not going to be moved, who was going to be moved, all of that and more. So thank you for joining me this week on Hoops with Coop. Please join and subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to all the other Cooper Sports channels. Don't, don't forget to join the Discord where we talk sports every day and give the degenerates out there a lot of sports betting tips. So please take care. Thank you for all coming and enjoy the rest of your week.